Hey, ho, what do you know? It's time for the Matt Dean Clark Show. Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to the podcast that critics are calling Nothing Can Make This Show Good. Okay, all right. Thank you for that. The reviews, the positive reviews are still always pouring in, so I definitely appreciate that. Um, tonight, we have a special treat for you, ladies and gentlemen. I'm talking to you. You right over there. Uh, we have, ladies and gentlemen, no, in the camera. Oh. I'm talking to the, the people that are watching on our stream. We have a stream going on. Check it out on Twitch. We have right now zero... Uh, watchers, so that's great. <laughs> so thank you for checking that out. Uh, with, with us tonight, we have special guests. We've got Jacob. Hello. We got Kelsey. Hi there. Hey, over there, it's Brett. Hello. And Clark. Hi. Hey, welcome to the show. This is a special hybrid. We'll talk. We'll be talking later in the show about a special book we all read, which is Recursion by Blake Crouch. But we'll get into that later in the show. But let's start with one of the big things that people tune into the show week after week is our reviews. They go over, you thought I was going somewhere else, yes, but uh, they, they love the reviews because that gives them, you know, the idea of like, should we go watch this? Should we go listen to this? Should we read yeah, this book? You're everybody's entertainment guide. Right. Exactly. And you're welcome. And so, uh, so we're going to start with, <laughs> you don't steer anybody wrong. He's my guide. Yeah. yeah. We're going to start with entertainment, entertainment of the week. And we'll start with, so Kelsey, mm. you have been kind of, uh, um, uh, a woman about town going to different cool events <laughs> and you've got two that I can think of that yeah. have been really sweet. So I'd love to get your reviews and kind of uh, walk us through. You saw, we'll start with Tim Allen. Tim Allen. So how was going to see Tim Allen live? It was good. Um, I have actually seen him once before. Where? Uh, Chicago. Okay. My friend and I took the train from Fargo to Chicago wow. to go see him. Brittany, Mountain Goat. Mountain Goat. Train. Shout out Mountain Goat. Shout out Mountain Goat. <laughs> She's watching. Um, <laughs> She's our one watcher. So, What's Mountain Goat? Is that Mountain yeah. Goat? What does that mean? <laughs> 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 Anyways, um, I feel like the time I saw him in Chicago was better slash funnier and i don't know if it's because he was not as old oh. he looked so he's 70 yeah he looked oh, wow. so old maybe he was still on coke back then no he's oh. been sober for like 20 he told us like 26 years or something like okay. that oh so he's still making Spraying. jokes about that oh he yeah yeah <laughs> he was like you know one thing you shouldn't do is um sell he i don't know one thing he told kids he had to go talk to a bunch of kids. He's like, mm -hmm. one thing I told him was to not sell drugs to a cop. Yeah. You know? He should come <laughs> out to a cop. every show with a briefcase because isn't that what he had it in? I'm not sure. Oh, but one, good bit. one thing I could say is that, uh, you know, not a lot of people take a, a, a flattering mugshot, but his actually is. Yeah. He looks kind of wow. cool. Yeah. yeah. Like, is this a promotion for drugs? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, post that in the show notes. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love that guy, though. Link to it. Yeah. It was overall good. I mean, it, I... You'll give it a good. i give it a good. Adam Sandler, however, Ooh. blew him out of the waters. Wow. Adam Sandler was so amazing. Like, I... He I, was, like, the best show I've ever been to. So, I wow, purposely, wow. too... I wish I, I went. So, you're saying it, that's the best show you've been to? Like, the best stand-up skit awesome. thing. yeah. He had Rob Schneider there. Kevin James. Wow. 
Uh, Sarah Sherman. Wait a minute, hold on. Did Kevin James come out and reenact that dumb meme that's been popular right now? Wasn't he in no. the audience? Yeah, he was in the audience. Okay. Oh. Just it was as like a, a plant, surprise right? yeah, thing. Yeah. 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 Um, they were all like surprise guests, but then the guy from Happy Gilmore with the nail in his head, he was like, "You can do it." Oh yeah, the big he guy. He made a little. Yeah, he that's made a little cool. appearance too. Yeah, wow. and it's just like I don't know. I admire him for having like that group of friends and just like. Was Kevin Nealon there as well? Or Alan Col- Colbert? Colbert, yeah. If they were, I didn't see him. Okay. Oh, how about Nick Swartzen? Because he's. Always... Uh, they gave a shout out to him right at the beginning. That's I don't know cool. if he was in the um, like the audience or something. We walked in like very last minute, so I don't know. But he didn't actually do anything on stage. Like Rob Schneider was his opener. Okay, gotcha. So that's cool. And they did a tribute, didn't they? Oh, they to did Farley? a tribute to Farley. Hmm. Yeah. You must have done some research on the show. Well, so I purposely tried to not, as far as this show, the one that you saw, mm-hmm. I tried not to read anything about it because mm-hmm. I wanted. I knew you had gone, so mm-hmm. I was like, perfect, we'll get it right from you. But uh, I know that the Farley thing he's been doing for a few years, mm-hmm. so I don't know if he's maybe constantly adding stuff to it. Maybe. And, and that, but I hear that's always a tearjerker. Yeah. Did you cry? Uh, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's okay to admit that. It's okay <laughs> to admit that. We both did. Uh, no, it was it was good. Just between the songs and the random talking he did between the songs, it was so funny. And I just love that guy too in his movies. So yeah. Oh yeah. I know he gets a lot of. Uh, I feel like bad press saying that it's always kind of the same movie that he does. But I feel like it's great and I love it. And mm-hmm. I'm if he keeps making the same movie, I've I like the same movie. So I'm fine with. Yeah. with him on that ride I think he's great uh, Wedding Singer is still one of my all time favorite movies Big Daddy's mine oh, so that's a good one yeah that's, that's my favorite one. movie did you see the is it the Herbie Halloween or something like that or, yeah. Yeah. yeah you can yeah. see that film Hubie Halloween Hubie Halloween Hubie yeah. yeah. I missed that Herbie. I didn't see it you oh, it's funny. Know. Halloween just happened, and I, it's what, the one-year anniversary of that, or yeah, two years? I think two or three, yeah. Yeah. Seven, it's good. I think seven, yeah, I just, yeah. What is Hubie? It's a Sandler film on Netflix. Oh, Netflix yeah. oh okay. Gotcha. But it's gotcha. a Halloween, uh, Halloween flick. What's it? <laughs> Sounds like Adam. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I was going to say, Matt, you stayed when you came Shampoo to visit me in New York. Yeah. Uh, you stayed around the corner from the pizza place in Big Daddy oh, where he teaches how to fold him a slice. That's cool. Yeah, oh. Luigi's. I don't know if we ever went there, but Luigi's. Nice. Did you guys pizza. go to the McDonald's that didn't serve breakfast? Um, oh, we had to be there before probably. 11. Or 10. 10.30. 10.30. Oh, right. And he was late for that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, what is this? Big Daddy. Big Daddy. Oh, it's gotcha. Yeah, Trying to get the that's McDonald's deep breakfast. That's like... yeah, a deep cut. Um, but so so how long did they perform as well, Sandler? Um, Tim Allen was, I think, just a solid hour, hour and a half. Okay. Adam Sandler's show went for three hours. Wow. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. That's amazing. With no break. Was, no break. But you I loved mean, it. I loved it. It started at 7.30. We didn't get all there till 10.30. Wow. And then I didn't get home till like 11.30 because of traffic and stuff. And I had to work the next morning. But it was worth it. That's a bummer. I'm, uh, not a bummer for that you. you didn't yeah. go. It's a bummer I didn't go. Yeah. So well, Jacob texted the group and asked yeah. you all to go. I remember that. I already How much had were tickets, tickets at that point. Though? We paid like one thirty. All right, and we that were... might have been a deal breaker for me. <laughs> really? Well, you the up higher. I think the lowest were like sixty. Okay. We okay. were like in the lower section because we both literally like him. So that's like forty dollars an hour, though. That's not that bad. It's not too bad. <laughs> no. So you'll give uh, both those a good. Yeah. Cool. Well, there you go. Also, for entertainment reviews, uh, Brett specifically asked that we keep the comic book segment in. So we are doing that. And so uh, the comic book from this week that just came out is this book called The Deviant. 
It's about a killer that goes around in a Santa Claus outfit um, and then is interviewed years later. Um, so a little holiday horror for you. It's a really good issue. Nine issues, apparently. So, uh, yeah, definitely check it out. The Deviant. James Tinian IV. He writes a lot of Batman. I don't know if you read any of his stuff. But Batman. Batman. Good stuff. Have you heard of Batman? Batman? No. Batman, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Batman. <laughs> yeah. That's J- Jamaican. Bagman. Jamaican and Bagman's a new band from uh, the guy from uh, uh, Black Crows, the drummer from Black Crows. They just played at the uh, 7th Street Entry. Were you, <laughs> were you looking you know. at me because I would know the you love, of the Black Crows? You love Black Crows, yeah. yeah. You're a huge fan. All right, from there, let's go to movies. This is the movie segment of the week. So as we've been giving reviews for entertainment um, items and shows, comedy shows, we're now going to do the same thing with uh, some movies. What have you guys been watching? And movies and TV, by the way. This is movies and TV. So anything new that you're watching that you can recommend? Let's start, Kelsey. You're on a roll. I did just watch Nowhere. Anyone? On Netflix? It's hmm. about um, this woman. Crickets, we should put crickets. I know. I, I thought maybe other people would <laughs> jump on this. It's like a, like a thriller suspense. Not much a thriller. More like a suspense. Uh-huh. And it's about this family, um, a pregnant woman and, his, and her husband are fleeing their country because there are, I don't know, groups that are like taking over and wanting to kill all the children and pregnant women and moms. Mm -hmm. And so they escape and like get on this, um, what's it called? The back of a semi trailer. Sure. Like the enclosed thing. Okay. Yeah. Semi trailer. No, I know, but it's got a, what's the word I'm looking for? It doesn't matter. Shipping container. There we go. Shipping container. (laughs) Potato. Um, (laughs) so anyways, they get into the shipping container. They end up getting separated. The woman and her husband, but they do get it on the ship to take them to like Ireland or something where everyone's friendly. Well, there's a big storm and this shipping container falls off the ship and she is a, she's alone because through series of events, all the other people that were trying to escape got killed except for her in the mm-hmm. shipping container. And then her husband got moved to a different shipping container. Oh wow! So she's in the middle of the ocean, like trapped in the shipping container and she it's about her surviving she has her baby in it she yeah wow that sounds scary as and fuck. It, yeah it's, i want to watch it it's good but it is a lot okay um yeah is it was water good. coming in yep i mean there's like she you'll have to watch it it sounds like one of those ones you, you got to take a break halfway through oh yeah like, we did yeah. we had to pause it <laughs> and like dumb. fast forward through how things. long is it Eight hours. Oh, yeah. I think it was around an hour and a half, two hours. Okay. Maybe. But sometimes when they're so suspenseful like that, they feel longer. Oh, it like was exhausting. Yeah. It was exhausting. Wow. So you give that a good check that out. Yeah. Um, for me, for Netflix, I watched something that just came out last the week. The Killer. The Killer. Oh, great. David oh. Fincher's Spoil Killer. it, please. I haven't watched, watched it too. yet. You watch it too? Yeah. yeah. Nice. Let's talk about the text. ending. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I clearly should have watched it. It came out. It's like number one on... Netflix right yep. now, right? Yeah. yeah. That's well, David I Fincher. Like, I knew I watched a movie. I know I watched a movie. Which one did I watch? Right. That was it. So you, you must have loved it if you couldn't remember. <laughs> what yeah, I can't remember. Who yeah. was in that again? Yeah. Did, yeah. Michael Fassbender. Which is that is, who that uh, was? Yeah. yeah. Wow. He's, <laughs> he's skinny. He is he's skinny. skinny man. Yeah. yeah. What did you think of the movie? I thought it was good. Now, this is about a hired 
uh, a killer killer if you will yeah. based on the title and he's going around he's got to make these really high profile kills yeah, a and, hitman. and he, yep, a hitman if you will and he goes to make a kill and it goes disastrously wrong yeah um and it's real bad and then it's him trying to kind of cover up because uh, the, the company that he's working for is trying to eliminate him because he messed he's up. He's a loose end. He's a yeah. loose end, and so he's trying to take care of them so he doesn't become a loose end. Mm. What did you think of it? Was it suspenseful? Did you love it? It's two hours long. It's kind of a long one. Yeah. I thought it was good. I thought it was going to be more suspenseful. Okay. The beginning was a bit slow for me. You never got on the edge of your seat? And he narrated. I didn't have to dump through it. No. Yeah. I never got on the edge of my seat. Uh, and he narrated through the whole thing. Right. Yeah, uh, which is voiceover. Kinda... Yeah, some people hate that. Yeah, um, but it was good. Yeah. I think uh, the, ending, the was... ending was good. Oh, you liked it? I thought the ending. We won't say what specifically happened for you, Clark, but I will say that. What about if... us? Well, we'll tell you. You didn't that. see it coming, or I thought it was anticlimactic. Uh, you led us to true. this big thing, and then it just yeah, kind of. But that's tapered his out. change. That's oh. his change. Sure, you could say that. You would say that. Uh, you did say that. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I I liked it, but it's weird. There's this John Woo movie from the 90s called The Killer. And I think actually maybe late 80s. And it's really good. Same exact plot. And so I'm like, how does that Is it even... a remake? It's not a remake. And it's he's not even given any credit in it. But it's like... There do- are there doves flying in it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lots of doves. No. In yeah. the venture no, one? Not in the venture oh, okay. one. Okay. Uh, but I'd say uh, the killer I liked, but I'm gonna give it a not good and oh. and a recommendation to go see the John Woo movie, The Killer. I would do more. What is that on? Do you know? I would prefer prefer <laughs> <laughs> uh, that one. I don't even know if it's on wow. a streamer, but find it on VHS, which is what I have. Um, Real quick about yeah. Nowhere, yeah. it is like a dubbed over movie too, though. So just oh, it's a foreign mm-hmm. movie. Is it dubbed? Yeah. Is there also an option for? Yeah, like, can I watch subtitles? it in subtitles? Yes. yes. Well, so they do. Ch- yeah, you can watch it in Spanish and then read subtitles, or they change it so they're speaking Spanish. But right. like their mouth isn't moving. You know what I mean? I you're looking so. at me like I think <laughs> so. So you're saying it, it it is subtitled? Yeah, but then they they also do it where they it's dubbed yeah. by other actors. Yeah. Or do you think it's the same actors just speaking English? Hmm. I don't know. Oh, okay. okay. Is it dubbed like Squid Games was dubbed? Yeah, like, that's in like subtitles. That. I watched that one in subtitles. Oh, really? Yeah. I watched okay, it I with the dub. So it's originally filmed in Spanish. But it was Spanish. so off. Yes. Okay. It's originally off. filmed in Spanish, and you can watch it in English version or whatever you want. So just, what if I, I want know to watch some people Italian? don't like that. <laughs> yeah, do they have an Italian? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, 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 so similar. Jacob, TV show you're watching. Um, I watch i think i might have mentioned this last time out this was like maybe a month ago YouTube. but yeah i watch a lot of youtube don't i <laughs> no on netflix though i watch i think it was netflix the lioness or maybe it's a prime oh, yeah, but i watched I zoe saldana and the lioness which That's was really good paramount plus yeah yeah and we mentioned it before when we talked about colombiana i think a while back but mm-hmm. i watched that film um that was really interesting and really brutal to watch but it gave you a lot of insight on what kind of the United States has been up to in the Middle East to try to get undercover and people to work for them, some moles. Mm-hmm. Um, probably give that a good, but that really spurred me on to watch Zero Dark Thirty. Really, really late to the game with that one. I, you know, this I new indie film it. called Zero Dark Thirty. I haven't I've watched never it. watched it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You never watched that? Haven't watched when it. You watched Hurt Locker and liked yep, it. Yep. Why didn't you just watch Zero Dark Thirty? Then? I should. I should have. But Zero Dark Thirty, I thought it would be more about like the military. 
uh, the guys in the military so much, but uh, I think it's Jessica Chastain in that one, right? Uh, nope. She, um, it like follows the people that are behind the intelligence that, you know, let the military know where to go. But her position was like right out of college basically and uh, worked with like, not interviewing, <laughs> torturing freaking prisoners of war to get information from them. And she spent like a decade, a little longer to try to catch Osama bin Laden. Interrogating. So interrogating. That's, the word. That's a word. Great word. Great word. Yeah. But that was really good. That was a good. Okay, cool. Excellent. Thank yeah. you. Uh, now we, before we move on to the next thing, uh, we have a couple chat comments in yeah. the old uh, streamer. Uh, Brett, what do you got for us? First time chatter, Polar Knights. Polar Knights, welcome. Says, I love this show. It is like the perfect evolution of beard growth of the men. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. That is so Good funny. Good morning from Norway. Polar Knights wow. is watching from welcome. Norway. Welcome Why? to Norway. Hi. You must Hello, be bored. Hello, Polar Knights. <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks for being with us, and we're sorry. Um, so, Schnuckatool. <laughs> From there, let's move on from... From there, let's move on to the book club. So we read a book this week. Clark, what did we read? You already said it. Recursion by Blake Crouch. <laughs> yes. And and uh oh yeah hold it up there you go there yeah go. there's the book a little bit down 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 angle and so so much glare clark you picked this book why yep. what what made you okay. what attracted you to this book i read one of his previous books called dark matter which i then lent to you that you didn't read for like five years yep <laughs> But then you read it recently. So the most random thing, I'm part of two book clubs. Serendipity or whatever. And the same month of the other book club, they picked at random, nothing to do with me, nothing (laughs) with knowing that book, was Dark Matter, Blake Crouch. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to read two Blake Crouch books back to back. Was the other one that this big? Yeah. Yep, same amount of pages. This big, this is 300 pages. This is like standard fare for books. It felt long. I thought the rule you made before was no books larger than 300 pages. That was a rule. And that's why I picked The Alchemist last time. It was 160, and then we picked this one. It took us four months to finish, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It was like so silent in the BBC text. I was like, we haven't really talked about when we want to meet. You're like, are you guys okay? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and so thanks for doing the wellness check. Yeah, because we hadn't, uh, I read half the book today. But it was good. No, you didn't. I really? did. I did. Oh, Which man. half? The first half? <laughs> the, first half. Yeah. The, I just re-read the middle the half? Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, but so, yeah, I did finish it today, last minute. Kelsey, did you finish? Today. Okay. Did you finish? Yes, today. Nice. No, you didn't. Epilogue. Oh, sorry, yeah. I didn't finish epilogue. the three, three or four page epilogue. That's a, or all the end. That's the whole. That is it. Ties it all up together yeah. with yeah. a bow. Yeah. So you technically. I don't remember what, what all was part of the, the epilogue. Way it ended before epilogue. I'm sure they'll like, probably okay. walk us through. Well, I and I, I remember I the very end. So I'm assuming that's what it that's was. it's got to be. Okay. Now, Brett, how about you for reading the book, Blake Crouch? If you consider Clark narrating the the book to me at the bar the other day uh-huh. yeah i was trying to catch him up it. and then he looks and it's it's on tape uh, on audio on spotify which he has and you. he still didn't Thank listen you. to it did you <laughs> it was 10 out i was gonna so how, you didn't have to listen to all 10 though you only had to listen to like the last four that's true so how far did you, you get would you say i got 
So if the book, how how long is the book? Two hundred or three hundred? Oh, it's like three fifty. Yeah. Okay, so I made it to page fifty. <laughs> nice, nice. It's good though. I dig it. All right, cool. Well, so from there, let's go to a summary of the book. Brett, take it away. <laughs> yeah. Brett, what yeah, happened? How was those first fifty pages? Right, they were great. The best fifty pages out of all the books that we've read so far. Uh, how do you imagine it ends? I imagine. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think what happens is Brett gets sleepy and yeah. closes the book yeah. <laughs> and goes to sleep yeah. uh, and watches Jack Reacher. Right, exactly. Jack yeah. Ryan. <laughs> oh, yeah, Jack Ryan and then Reacher. Yeah. It ends with him finding out how his brother was killed. <laughs> I just quote Reacher, the end of Reacher. <laughs> uh, no, no idea, you know. Okay. I had some, well, I, I know a little bit, you know. Yeah. Uh, Barry gets a little upset at um, Slade. Yeah. Because he, he started this whole thing and like puts him through all, all of it again. Which is not very daughter. nice. That's the part I yeah, told like, you, Brad. That's a very nice. Yeah. <laughs> and then Helena, is that her name? Yep. Helena. 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 <laughs> Helena. Who is this guy? Helena. Helene. Helene. Oh my gosh. Helena. I have to ask Polar Knights. That sounds like a very Norwegian name. Yes, Polar Knights. Is it Helena or Helena? Let us know. H E L E N A. Helena. It's Helena. That's, that's what I assume. All right. Well, thank you, Brett. Uh, from there, let's go. Uh, Clark Wilson, give us a brief summary. Okay, I'll try. I, I finished this book a month ago. We'll, we'll help you fill it well, in. Well, there's two. At the beginning, there's two narratives. There's one set in the present day at the time, 2019, which I think he just maybe chose that because it's pre-COVID, so you didn't even need to worry about having that in your book. Smart. And it's Barry Smart. Sutton, who's a police detective for Jinx. NYPD. Investigate, uh, a, he goes to a building and a woman is sitting on the ledge. She's going to commit suicide because she has what's been dubbed false memory syndrome, where she has these memories of a life she never lived, where she was married and had a kid. And she's like in her late thirties or something like that and doesn't have a husband or a kid. So she becomes depressed and jumps to her death. So Barry is investigating her death and it leads him to a man that she claimed was her husband. And he's married to a different woman and I can't remember if they established that uh, she attempted to commit suicide. Yeah, well, I, I can't. Yeah, is that what it was? And, yeah, okay. On that same building where yeah, Franny was died the same way. This is all I know. This is my wheelhouse right here. I was say my, that's all you've read. Yeah, <laughs> and just <laughs> it's fresh on my mind. And just a trigger warning. I know we should have probably given this at the top yeah. of the podcast. Yeah, so there's oh, a lot of suicide in yeah. this book. Yeah, yeah. Which so I'll we'll get, go over that thoroughly now. Hopefully here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That we could, kind of a simple story but also convoluted uh-huh. and so he's going to investigate <laughs> this suicide and it leads him to the man that she would have married in this like other lifetime or whatever mm-hmm. and then he kind of uh avoids like answering any real questions and so barry leaves and i just remember he leaves like a voicemail or something and he tells him to go to like a hotel or something like that and then barry goes to like a diner and he uh notices he's being followed mm-hmm. and then he gets false memory syndrome which they say he's like bleeding from his nose and he like feels something like behind his eyes right but i can't remember if it what if they establish what the memories the fake memories he has at that point are no you don't know yet because i tried after like finishing the book i tried to remember like why that would have happened but i couldn't connect why mm-hmm. but anyway then he goes to the hotel and a guy 
straps him to it. He gets, he goes to a bar and he gets his drink spiked. And then he's interrogated by a guy to relive his worst memory, which is mm-hmm. his daughter dying like 10 years before. Yep. And so he does that. And then he's put in a deprivation tank and dies and comes back to life in the past. Mm-hmm. The night his daughter died. Right. And now I'll jump to the other narrative that happens with Helena mm-hmm. Smith. I just gave her like yep. a really boring last name. Helena. 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 Smith. Yep. Helena. Yeah, that's why I think it's Helena. Okay. It's very Midwestern. No, it's Helena. It is Helena for sure. <laughs> and she's a neuroscientist uh, doing a study on Alzheimer's because her mother has Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of been developing through her research this chair that you can sit in and put on like what I'm assuming is like this skull cap kind of skull cap thing. Like I envisioned it like the thing Doc Brown wears in Back to the Future when he answers the door when Marty goes back in time. I, I, I was thinking like X Professor X from X Men. Like oh. okay, yeah. so Cerebro. But like, but in this book, I was assuming it'd be like more like lots of little like stick electrodes, like, uh, yeah. circular. Yeah. yeah. Like I was a gummy like looking a, a gum, gummy looking because it's like cup. measuring brain waves or something. Yeah. It has yeah. to be. I thought it was more like a, a cap you wear map. if you're going like swimming. Oh, oh, yeah. a shower cap. Yeah, yeah a shower cap. I was thinking like a, a thing that you rinse your noodles in, like a, <laughs> a colander. Colander, like you're a little kid wearing a helmet. I'll try to like a I'll try to be quicker. Okay, so she's like she's. Oh, Clark's going to go into the lightning round right yeah. here of, okay. the, of the book. All right, go for it. A rich billionaire offers to pay her to continue her research because her mm-hmm. funding is going to run dry at like Stanford, I think it was. And so she goes out to this oil, like retired oil rig, and he's mm-hmm. got like this huge building built on it and like this fancy laboratory, and he has her build her chair. And then so she builds a chair, and then they map memories. So someone sits in it and puts the cap on, and it maps a memory if they remember it clearly enough. Mm-hmm. And then they can somehow like synapses or something can then they can almost like i don't know if it's through like smell taste hearing either way you can relive the memory right but unbeknownst to her this slade wants to also have this deprivation chamber where people you put someone in it and then kill them and then like dmt gets released in their brain Mm -hmm. and then that is able to send them back in time to that memory Mm -hmm. and it's because he's already done it in a future alternate future where he was her lab assistant and found out it worked. And then I believe he killed, he killed her yeah. and then mm-hmm. went back in time. And that's how he became a billionaire. I can't do this when you, you're doing, you do this every, like, I'm looking at this bread. is the second book read where you keep looking at bread and it annoys me. I'll look, just see you. No, you won't. Mm-hmm. Brett's just gotta be quiet. So anyway, Slate's a bad guy. Yep. All hell breaks loose. Barry goes back in time, saves his daughter. He's told by the guy he was being followed at the diner to not, to just relive his life and don't change anything. So he does. Yep. He goes back and, you know, he lives his life again. His daughter's mm-hmm. an adult. She's mm-hmm. going to be like a lawyer or something like that. And then the day hits April 16, 2019. I remember it because that's my sister's birthday. Oh, nice. And uh, <laughs> oh, no. she everyone gets the false memory syndrome, specifically his daughter. And she relives her dying. And it gives her like some sort of psychosis. So she swallows a bunch of pills to kill herself. Yeah. And then weirdly like puts a pot, a tea kettle on and then burns her building down. Right. Mm -hmm. But then, so Barry sees his his dead daughter again and he wants revenge. And then I think, you know, from there, it basically comes into this period of time where then they're now from then out to the end of the book, they're constantly trying to jump into the chair 
and reset the story because yeah. it keeps well, it meets escalating. Helena, it's crazy Helena good. knows Barry, like she's in love with Barry, and Barry's never even met her before. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, "We got to stop Slade," and he agrees because his daughter's dead now, and mm-hmm. he's even more upset than when she just died accidentally. Mm-hmm. And they try to stop him, and he gets killed. And then uh, she like she's already tried it multiple times with this chair. She built her own chair, and she keeps trying to stop Slade. And then this, I can't remember if this was like a there was some finality to this Barry death. Mm-hmm. And so she's arrested. Oh yeah, he's killed by like private security from someone unrelated to Slade. Right. And uh, they hire her to basically continue using the chair to for good in a way it's like a government program Mm -hmm. and then so they use it to stop like a school shooting Mm -hmm. which then i thought isn't that kind of unethical because they just killed the guy who was going to do the school shooting he hadn't committed a crime yet and it reminded me of minority Minority report Report, which and then the author doesn't mention minority report so it's almost self-aware he's ripping off a story from another well, uh, giving a little homage. Yeah, I guess so. Oh, no. It's a little bit of that. But I think we don't need to... We can jump to the way... Yeah, I'll just say, it, okay, yeah. so they keep trying and failing mm-hmm. to stop the chair mm-hmm. from being in the wrong hands or just stop it entirely, and they can't. And in fact, it eventually leads to nuclear war that always occurs it just seven gets crazy. times. Yeah. Seven different yeah. ways that yeah. the world dies. And then... It, war. And so, finally, I don't know... Like Barry's finally like, maybe we should ask that Slade guy about something. Right. And, and they do. And they keep him hostage for that that iteration of their lives. Cause they keep really being in love. Like she has to go convince Barry of whatever whatever thing's happening and he believes her. And then they fall in love. Mm-hmm. And then they live in a different place every time. And one of them ends up being in Antarctica. I think that was the final one. But mm-hmm. they finally realize, oh, we should ask Slade because Slade has already gone back in time multiple times. And he figured out how to reset the timeline because that's how he did it to get rich the first time. Right. And so they do. And he tells Barry, you need to go back to the day I killed Helena and took the chair. And then every then they die. So they reset again. Yep. Helena goes back in time to when she was a kid. Mm-hmm. And uh, she relives her life. And then she gets like super depressed having to do this. She does it like upwards of 10 times. I forget the count. Yeah. And every time it's like nuclear destruction of the earth. And then uh, they're living in Antarctica and she finally gets Alzheimer's. So something happens that didn't happen before. So she dies early. And so Barry's just left without her. And he actually uses a chair to go back a few times to just relive the moments again mm-hmm. and then so he's buried her out in the ice in antarctica and he takes like a bunch of drugs because he's just going to die with her and then the world is going to end but then he realizes because mm-hmm. of the false memory syndrome that slade told him how to fix the timeline right and so he somehow gets back in the chair and goes back in time and the, i don't think they say whether or not he stops slade like kills well, slade he, he goes yeah. outright say it but he killed him. Episode, yeah i yeah. think he killed him because he's like so vicious and evil yeah but he's in love with Helena. he goes back to like live his original timeline life with mm-hmm. his wife yeah and his well daughter. He, yeah he's able to go back in time to the like no, the day his his wife his him and that. his wife yeah. were uh like celebrating his daughter's memory because mm-hmm. it was like the day like her birthday or her death day i can't mm-hmm. remember which 
birthday. Okay, and that's how he's able to. He has that strong memory of that time, of the original timeline, right? Of when his daughter died, because his daughter died in the accident in the original timeline, and that's how he's able to get back to the original timeline, the OG. Yep, and then he ends up finding Helena at the end, and and she's like a mm-hmm. lab rat, like yep. mousy hair, and yep. And it's kind of, it's left, it's mousy lab rat. It's left open ended. So you're like, oh, they could still build their relationship. Yeah, he goes to see her at a bar and then it just ends. That's the epilogue. There you go. Let me ask you, let me ask you this. That was great. Great summary. Clark Wolf. Sure. Um, I sure wrote it, wrote it down. That was good by Five minutes. Let let me ask you this. When it gets really crazy, because the book all of a sudden, they're going constantly in the chair, different timelines, all this stuff. Because every time you go into one timeline, it's messing up a future timeline. And it's going all this kind stuff. kind of monotonous. And does it get too much? Like, mm-hmm. I've noticed on the two books I've read of Blake Crouch, because Dark Matter did this too. And then all of a sudden, it, it almost got, for me, too silly. Because mm-hmm. it's so much going on. And was in, yeah. in Dark Matter, he's running, he's time traveling and running into different copies of himself. Yeah. And in the end, he's it's in town. It's not necessarily time traveling. It's like alternate realities. Right. Yeah. But basically, it's essentially time travel in both these books and into different variations of it. And at the end, it's like a town where it's all these different copies. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it just got kind of just too ridiculous. It felt like an episode of Rick and Morty. Where it was like, yeah. it reminded me of the matrix when yeah. all the Smiths were yeah. together. Right. Yeah. I can in, see that. In dark matter. But did you like that? Did you like that part of that? I liked it. I think the reason why he does it in this book, I don't, maybe it's just a repetitive thing he does in a lot of his time travel books. Maybe, mm-hmm. I don't know. But in this one, it made me, I thought he intended that because reliving those seven different apocalypses kind of gives you an, an insight into Helena's, what is it, seven different 33-year lifetimes that she had to live out to try to resolve this problem. Right. And so, you know, at the end, like, she's, like, run ragged. She has dark circles in her eyes. She's really skinny. She's, like, got so much brain damage, I guess, from keeping jumping back to when she was 16 years old over and over and over again. And then having to live through all these people killing themselves in the nuclear war. I thought the rep- repetition was kind of meant to like make the reader feel that agony over and over again. And that's kind of what she had to That's a great through. point. I yeah, you definitely. That, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I thought that was intentional, but yeah. it fits in every book. Maybe that's. Well, it's only two books. So hopefully, no, you know, maybe he'll change it in other books. <laughs> but um, so I'm picking random book club questions too based off of this book. And one that came out is uh, Would you use the chair for self gain? or for humanitarian purposes. If you were put in Slade, that character is the villain of the book. If you were put in his position, Brett, let's start with you. Yeah, from what I know of Slade, seems like a great stand-up guy. <laughs> yeah, well, what would you do? In. What would you do for oh, the what would I do? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I would, oh man, I would do. Would you do kind of a uh, Marty McFly or rather Biff Tannen and go back and learn all you can i don't know those references well that's exactly what slade was doing though because he had like all the all this the winners of like uh lotteries and stuff because that's how he got his money i would do i would do humanitarian i would i would like to say that i would do the personal growth first uh and then humanitarian personal gain not personal growth yeah well i could do both so that's my bank my bank growth so brett so brett (laughs) and that's what's up now brett and uh, brett and back to the future so biff goes he's got the sports almanac so he knows all the wins of sports teams. Yeah, older Biff millions. goes back in time and gives this book to younger Biff. So young it has Biff? all the sports scores and stuff. And it's only like this thick. So right. it has all the sports scores. Yeah. 
And Brett, you say you do more of the humanitarian thing. True or false? Are you saying that just because you're behind a microphone? Uh, true. True. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, but what do you mean humanitarian thing, though? Because they try to do that with the government program, yeah, would and you, it just keeps escalating. Well, exactly. Would you go that route, or would you do the more personal thing? Just try to make yourself. But it's rich. like the baby Hitler thing, where okay, you go back in time and kill baby Hitler. What's st- stopping someone else from being Hitler, and it just occurring anyway? Yeah, that's like exactly. Killing that. baby Hitler. That's why they can only go Hitler. back so many days. But baby Hitler right. hasn't like even done baby. anything yet, though. He's a baby. Little controls. That's why you kill him. But he's got a little baby evil inside of him. Yeah, that's a fact. He's got baby evil. <laughs> what would you guys do with the? Uh... And actually, another question is if you could relive a treasured moment of your past mm. without consequences. Where would you take that chair to travel? <laughs> Vacation? Kelsey, go right back to the Tim Allen show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Adam Sandler yeah. four nights ago. Yeah. Over and over again. Yeah. That's not a bad idea, actually. It's not. Laugh all the but time. But then you would know what's coming. Oh, yeah. Would you get tired of it? Because no. that's no. what Helena had to do. No live. negative effects, you said. Okay. No negative effects. Yeah. Um... I'm trying to think of like a sentimental thing, but I can't. I'd probably accidentally go back to this moment when I was a kid. I'll never forget it, but I was like a small child walking around and I noticed that like a little button had fallen off my shirt, my little button up. So I looked down and I saw the button and I was like, oh, go and put it right in my mouth and swallowed it and then cried because I didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. Uh, so I'd probably just relive that moment over and over again. And would you swallow it again? Or? Yeah, yeah, wouldn't you stop yourself swallow. from swallowing it? Because that's the whole point of the chair is you have all your memories. I'd probably do more buttons. Your dad had to come oh. give you mouth to mouth. Yeah. <laughs> and like get it out. Yeah. I go back to my 10th birthday and not ask for a Sega Game Gear because that thing is shit. <laughs> oh. I'd go back to my first blow pop. Because those things are delicious. Those things are great. Yeah, yeah. The first I thought, time. I thought you were yeah, going to finish that time. sentence with a different <laughs> second word. Your first blow dryer they buy with your hair. Your yeah. hair is very 80s, so it's good. It makes sense. Quaff. Uh, yeah, why do you put so much You put so much time between the word bop, blow, and bop? I think it was intentional. Yeah, that, I think that might have been intentional, possibly. That was awesome. So at the end of the book, like we said, it was uh, you know left open-ended. The author does that intentionally. Do you believe that Barry and Helena will eventually be together? I do. Why? Because his because soul is in love with her soul, no matter when they live. It yeah, did seem like that. They have yeah. a connection, that's and like a even quote like no, that's too hallmarky, though. Well, even they had that like short relationship, like in the middle of all of Helena's time travel, you know, and it was like she loved him. And they never really had like a thing, but they both loved each other as they admitted later. Mm-hmm. And then like just the 33 years or whatever of the relationship over and over again. And then the one where she didn't like go with him, I, I audibly said, no, <laughs> like, oh, I was so sad. I was like, oh, I was like, Barry. And I realized he was a detective in New York. I was like, no, she left him. But then she came back. Yep. But I really do think that they are together and... They saved the world. Yeah, I would hope so. Yeah. But this last timeline, the like true timeline, is the one where he knows her, but she doesn't know anything about him. Right. But I think yeah. she loved him first. Yeah. So that feeling's probably time. there. Yeah. It's there. But yeah. isn't it gonna be weird? Because he know he knows like everything she loves, so right. he can. <laughs> well, that was Barry's suspicious? life the last hundred. Yeah, I know it's kind of sociopathic yeah, a little bit because he would know everything about her. Like he would know what to. Yeah, like oh, can you order her favorite drink? Yeah. like out of the blue and oh, guys, you... Helena did this to Barry seventeen times. That's true. That's true. Yeah, but he's got that baby Hitler in her. But he could be like, hey, do you want some Oreos? And it's her favorite snack. Yeah. And all that, you know what I mean? like, <laughs> 
I would love some Oreos. Uh, that's the only reason why I mentioned that. Yeah, Anyways, Freudian uh, slip. Freudian yeah. slip. Um, <laughs> all right, from there, let's go around the room. Uh, did we like it? And here on the show, we like to rate things a good or not good. So, recursion, Blake Crouch, good or not good? Let's start with Jacob. I would say good. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that if I did get the chair, I would go back and maybe start it two weeks earlier. <laughs> but that's a, but nice. it's good. <laughs> nice. It's good. You'd read the book. Two I'm going to read the epilogue. Yeah. yeah. I'll give it an overall good. Cool. Excellent. Brett Saxon. Uh, I want to finish it. Makes me want to finish it. <laughs> First Wait, 50 pages. You're not going to now. That's, <laughs> that's uh, raving reviews. Wait, what reviews? Raving reviews. Raving. I heard with P in there. I heard, uh, yeah. Hard P in there. Hard P. <laughs> whoa. Whoa. Uh, so whoa. Brett's, Brett's maybe a good for uh, reading it at some he point. He can't give a review. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to listen to it. Out. It's on Spotify if, uh-huh. if you're the plan manager. Is that what you said, Clark? Yeah. You can listen to it on Audible. Premium. No, I want to get one. Cool. Premium manager. Clark, we'll give it a good. Spotify. Cool. Um, can we get them to promote us or yeah. what, sponsor us exactly is this on not spotify can we sponsor them yeah. and then we get free spotify yeah shout out spotify shout out spotify sorry go ahead clark. yep clark said <laughs> oh, a good give it, give it a good yeah. and i'll give it a good as well yeah you like the other one better. i think over, you like dark matter more i think i like dark matter more but still at the end it just got like so crazy but i do like that he's obviously i think he's thinking cinematically like he wants it to be maybe made into a TV it was supposed show to be or, made into a show it, yeah. it should. but how many episodes do you make because then you're just watching the same shit over and over you again of them just I going don't. back and her going back in time and trying again right how many how often can you do that i think do eight episode run just leave it as is I, I just thought that. of another thing that kind of ripped off was Slaughterhouse Five. Yes, Pilgrim and they quote it. Like, they quote oh, it they? The they quote yeah. Slaughterhouse. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's a great quote in there too. And it's funny when I was telling my I recommend is that, that Vonnegut. Book. Yeah, yeah, Vonnegut. Yeah, okay. yeah. Oh yeah, that's, that's a good, a good book. Yeah. Uh, when I was telling my dad I was reading this book, he's like, "It sounds like Vonnegut, like uh, Slaughterhouse Five. I was like, "Oh," and then I saw that quote. Crazy. Hmm. Uh, but there you go. So I'd say, is that five gets? That was five. Brett doesn't goods. count. Oh, yeah. Four or five. Four goods. Uh, check out Blake Crouch, Recursion, that book, if you want. Um, and then also, uh, for our next book club in a month, we're going to be reading... Uh, Jack Handy's. Elmore Leonard's uh, City Prime Evil. And then it's Ooh. your pick after that. So Elmore Leonard's City Prime Evil oh, I'm, is the next one. And then you're after. your pick? We haven't done my pick yet. Yeah. So, so this is Brett's one. pick? No, well, this what is did my you, pick. What well, did you decide on, yeah. Brett? Because you must have decided on something finally. We're we'll going with Jack Handy's The Stench of Honolulu. Is it a real is that book? Is a real thing? It's a real book. Jack Handy's great. I do love yeah, Jack Yeah, but isn't Handy. Jack Handy it's just a, real a pseudonym book. of somebody? Nope. Real, real. It's his real name? Real author, yeah. Is it a novel? Yep. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Those are the next two books that we can look forward to. From there, finally, let's do random news of the week. So these are some random news stories. We'll start with Ireland. Let's go. Uh, let's do a little bit of traveling. Um, Is it about potatoes? To Cork. Uh, to Cork. To, yeah. Well. To no, Limerick. Northern Ireland. Okay. So not Ireland. Northern Ireland. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it's um, country. Ireland. Ireland. Yeah, you're right. Listen, you're not wrong. Yeah. Um, say that one actress, Sir Ronan. 
Is that how you say? Is that how Sersha you say? is how oh, you say. Sersha. Really? Sersha like inertia. Okay. Gotcha. Well, thank you for that. Uh, it's spelled Swarzy. Yeah, that's how I. Well, I knew it wasn't pronounced that way. I know it was like Sersha, but I didn't remember how. So in uh, Northern Ireland, in a city that is called, and I don't know the pronunciation, Oma County, County Tyrone, a mysterious humming sound has been keeping residents awake at night. So apparently they've just been hearing this humming constantly. No one knows what it is. No one's been able to figure it out. It's described as a humming or buzzing noise. It's been reported most frequently between 10 p.m. and midnight. Um, due to the wide area where the sound's been reported, it's difficult to pinpoint the exact source. So no one knows what this is, which is so weird. Um, officers are currently investigating the use of equipment um, and a specialist company to try to detect uh, the source of the noise. I feel like I should go back later to this podcast and add a hum yeah. to this entire podcast. What, what would it sound like? Hum. It reminds me of, yeah. uh, I watched a show about UFOs recently, and they said that Ireland was like one of the first places where they might have encountered aliens and UFOs. Ooh. And, so you think this and is that's, an alien And ship? that's why they they would blame like the fae folk, the fairies and the, yeah, fae folk. And they, they said like it could be actually like aliens and like producing those kinds of things. Wow. Well, Loch Ness probably like a... Loch Ness is making that sound? Craig. No, is an alien. Yeah. Maybe. That's, yeah, that could be a, could be a theory. I think That's in Scotland, there's though. a place called Craig Nadoon. Craig Nadoon. It's from, uh, I don't know, a show. I forget what it's called right now. Anyway, but Crab there was ragoons. like, there was like, a, there was like a low pitch, like intense humming at this location. And then the lady like time warped back in time no way yeah very apt for this book as yeah. well it's a real documentary wow. so we don't know what the humming is no they don't know oh. they haven't figured it out but my i think buddy, we, my buddy rocky horror time locusts once. yeah right i think we solved it tonight though it's aliens we just figured yeah. it out yeah. yeah there it is from there we go to um a subscription box company is seeking a very special christmas movie maven to get paid two thousand dollars to watch and rank twelve Hallmark holiday movies. Hmm. Well, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. But you have to be a There's Maven. This bullshit story every year. What's a Maven? So it's got to be someone who likes the. But a Maven Hallmark is movies. female, right? Yeah. Isn't that discrimination? Is yeah. Well, yeah. That's sexist content. That's sexist. Well, content. That's got to be against the law. Up. You could totally sign up. Would sign you, up. Would you I do should. that? Is that something Why you would? Not good would sponsor you. Not good would sponsor you to watch. Ooh. Okay. That's that's a fact. Awesome. This is my show. This is my <laughs> show now. <laughs> what is the quintessential Hallmark Wait, Christmas movie? Yeah, so how does it work? Well, so Drop the link in the podcast. I will, and I'm glad you asked. Uh, so Bloomsy Box said that the chosen candidate, you, yeah. uh, will receive an ample supply of hot cocoa and two pairs of fuzzy socks to guarantee a cozy watching. Does this sound like a dream? Yes. Yeah, okay. Now, do I'm, you, I'm blushing because I'm you're blushing. She's hot for a sponsor right yes. now, so. Now, do you, pull through, guys. do you watch these Hallmark movies normally? I mean, I love like Hallmark movies, yeah. You do? Like, are these Christmas Hallmark movies? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah What's one of your Wait, favorites? Yeah, your Hallmark, give me your favorite yeah. Hallmark summer movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Non-Christmas? Hallmark movies all the time. Yeah, uh, one about baseball. Do they get weirdly specific <laughs> right. for like holidays? Trying to get on the Hallmark yeah. uh job here guys um i don't know what my favorite one is because you love you love them all is what you've said to me you've said that yeah you love them all equally uh the film fan you will be Mm -hmm. asked to rank each movie by criteria including um festivity factor predictability quotient festivity festivity Festivity. how festive the movie is um chemistry chemistry check tearjerker 
and uh, replay value. So oh, if you can get yeah. a lot of replays out of I it. Can, <laughs> I'll get in on that. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Replay? Well, oh, the yeah. replay factor I like because yeah. I re-watch re movies a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the movies that you will go be off, watching. The movies you'll be watching are The Most Wonderful Time of the Year, oh, of course. Crown for Christmas, hmm. The Nine Lives of Christmas, Christmas Getaway, Journey Back to Christmas, Ghosts of Christmas Always, Family of Christmas, Christmas Under Wraps, Three Wise Men and a Baby, A Royal Christmas, North Pole, and finally, The Christmas Train. Not The Princemas? That one's not in there? Is that a good one? It sounds it's like, like a it Disney like one, movie. Yeah. I don't know. The Prince and the Pauper. Yeah, I've seen at least half of those. Okay. Well, so in addition to the $2,000 payment, you'll also receive a 12-month flower box subscription. So applications are open through December 3rd. So we'll send you the link. Send then, me the link. Yeah, yeah. Where, can you live anywhere? Yeah. Yeah, it's a re remote. No, it's only people who live it's on a remote the job. Only one person gets the game. Only one yeah. person yeah. gets this. But you yeah. can this is just an advertisement for flower box. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Why not? We support them. Well, and two thousand dollars. Cut through the fat. Yeah, we're exactly. Wow. That's what all these That's things why we're are. Friends with you. That's why. Going for the jugular. Yeah. Um, going. If you sign up, you're on their mailing list. Get ready for advertising. I'm sure you're going to say. I'm applying. No I don't care. And just because we've said it, you're now going to get advertisement. Yeah. <laughs> your phone heard flower box. Flower box. Flower box. Please visit flowerbox.com. <laughs> not a sponsor. <laughs> Putting code not good. Yeah. <laughs> um, and finally, we go to British Columbia, where police responded to reports of a call for help and they arrived to only find that they the cries were originating not from someone inside in peril, the walls not from inside the walls a cat a sad goat Aww. yeah this is real uh officers responded to a report of someone repeatedly shouting help from a ravine and the person who heard the calls feared that a person had fallen off a cliff so they were <laughs> freaking out further investigation revealed that the help heard was actually a sad goat from a neighboring goat farm. Oh, yeah. The farm's owner told officers the goat was calling out for her babies. Brett, what do you think the goat sounded like? I think it sounded very treacherous. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a goat? No, but it's saying <laughs> It's a great goat. Song. Yeah, that could be a goat. <laughs> but it's saying help, so it sounds like. Yeah. What was I saying? Oh, <laughs> well, we apologize for everyone's ears on that one. Um, so yeah, officers did note on the scene that the cries did sound familiar to someone yelling help. Uh, thankfully, officers confirmed all was well. And nobody besides the mama goat were in any kind of distress. The officers added, "This is why you should never run out to help people and their cries for help." <laughs> hey. All right, I'm done. All right, and we're done too, ladies and gentlemen. We are done with the podcast for the week. Thanks for checking out another edition of Not Good with Book Club, the BBC. Um, thank you, Jacob. Yep. Thank you, Kelsey. Thank you. Thank you, Brett. <laughs> thank you, Clark. You're welcome. And uh, thank you for all watching and listening, and we'll see you guys in a week. I love you. <laughs>